This episode is brought to you by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. And by Pollen. Access your app store revenues faster and fund user acquisition straight away. To sign up, go to pollen.vc. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is, I don't even know how to describe this, May 9th and 10th. 2015. I'm on a Saturday night. Asif, you're on a Sunday morning live from Australia. My name is Rob Woodbridge-Montella.tv, located in the Eastern Time Zone, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Asif, obviously, not anywhere close. Nowhere close. 14-hour time difference. Man. Yeah. It's yeah. So I'm on Sunday, and so if you're on Sunday with me, and you're a woman, and you have kids, then happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, I, still, I still have enough time to race out and get everything yeah. that I need, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, Way I did in the find future. Starbucks. Yes. So we're good, we're good there. I made yeah. my own. I, you yeah. know, it's tradition that I have to have a cup of coffee when I do this. It doesn't matter that it's 9.30 on a Saturday night. Um, does that make me a, a loser because I'm doing this on a Saturday night? I don't think so, Rob. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Because we, we, you know, I've been there with you many a time on a Saturday night, on a Sunday night, on a and Friday you're night. You're not a loser, so that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not losers, man. We just, you know, we're just dedicated to our craft. Con, I turned 45 this week. That makes me old. 45. Yeah. Should we sing? No. 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 Okay, no. That'll be sad. I've started counting down. Anyways, I keep saying that. I started counting down. When I turned 40, I started counting down to my eventual death. I don't know what I'm counting down to, but I'm taking an estimate. And I'm saying, like, I probably got about, like, maybe 30 good years left in me. And then I start to lose my mind and smear shit on the walls and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, but yeah. 30 years. I got 30 years. That's 30 it. good years to go, Rob. 30 even. good years. Let's see if, what uh, will be on then? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'll be some augmented reality. My kids, uh, got, love them, will will have, you know, probably about 10,000 one-hour-long boring episodes of this and my podcast and all those other things <laughs> to be able to see, like, hey, this is what dad really looked like back when he was young. Grr. When he was 45. Because yeah. yeah. they'll be looking at me thinking when I'm 75, like, dad, were you ever young? All I remember you is being old. That's what, you were just always old. So uh, this is episode 233. Uh, Asif, what uh, what are you doing down in Australia? We have a couple of events uh, going on this week, chapter events over here. So first, I'm in Melbourne right now. And on Monday evening, uh, we have a pretty big event going on. It looks like uh, quite a lot of people coming out for uh, for a chapter event here. I would hope so. Uh, they dragged you all the way down there. Yeah, you know, I'm like I basically I I have a certain set of standards now. It's like you know, it's like I gotta have green M and M's. Oh, he's got a rider. I love it. Uh, I got all the riders. You know, like so. It's uh, there's a minimum number of people that must show up to an event, or I or I don't I don't turn up. You know, like it's just stuff like that, right? So, um, so what happens if you no. show up and there's like 22 people? Do you turn yeah. around and walk away? You say I'm out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, but anyways, we've got a great event uh, lined up for uh, for Monday night here in Melbourne, and then the following evening uh, we're jumping over to Sydney uh, with the same crew, pretty much, um, and doing it all over again there. And then 
on the uh, 14th, so we have a day off in between, uh, travel day uh, on the 14th, um, we'll, uh, we're going to do it as a breakfast uh, event uh, hosted by Ogilvy uh, at, in Hong Kong. So that will be uh, interesting as well. Really looking forward to that. And uh, so that's busy week, you know, Melbourne Monday, Sydney Tuesday, Hong Kong on Thursday. Uh, lots going on. And then uh, the following week, on the 19th, there's an event in New York. I won't be there. But uh, the New York chapter has uh, has a pretty good event lined up as well, so check that out. So clearly, there aren't a lot of people going to the one in New York, or you would be there, right? Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why do I, Why should I go to the one that's close? That's an hour flight away. When I can jump yeah. on a plane for twenty two hours and yeah. uh, and go to an event. You know why though? I'll tell you why. Because I got first of all, I got to be back in Toronto. Uh, otherwise, my kids, you know, will, forget who you are. Yeah, they'll complain, they'll forget, and they're going to be waiting for their for their presents, you know, from from this trip because because that's what traveling is all about. Apparently, when dad comes home, it's like, "What'd you bring me?" So um, yes, so there's that, but also the 19th uh, when that that event's going on, that's the kickoff of my baseball season, and um, so like my team is going to be depending on me to be there, so I can't miss the opening <laughs> I game. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, I play baseball. I did play baseball uh, for most of my life. I sucked so bad, and then I quit for a little while for my 20s. And then I, I picked it up again when I turned 30, and I played till I was 36, till my kids were born. And I remember the last, um, maybe I've told this story, it's been so many t episodes that we've done before. But my last at-bat, you know, it dawned, it dawned on me after the at-bat, like a year later, how, how big that at-bat was. It was, it was a, uh, we were in the championship game. It was the deciding game. We were down by a run. The tying run was on second base, and, and I was at-bat, of course. And it was my last at-bat ever. That was the last swing I've ever had. It was a 13-pitch monumental battle, and I struck out with this beautiful curve. Uh, it was an L.A. Dodgers prospect that struck me out. Um, I could hit his fastball, but he dropped this curve down, and the catcher just looked at me and said, sorry, dude. And that was the last thing, and I walked off the field. I'm like, I'm like a year later, I realized that the tying run was on second base. That was my moment, and I let it slip by. Haven't played since. But you know what, Rob? You, now you're 45. You can, yeah. you can you got a good another five years. You can, you can give it another run. Really? Yeah, forty-five to fifty. I mean, that, that, that's that's prime. That that's it, is it? I see a for, lot for of the seniors league. Seniors league, exactly. I, I see yeah. a lot of forty-five to fifty-year-old baseball players out there, like Phil Necro back in the day, right? He played till he was fifty-two or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, see if we've got. Uh, so that's why you're going to be in in Toronto instead of instead of New York. The truth happens. Yeah. The truth has come out. Exactly. Well, that's worthwhile. I'm a baseball fan. I'll come. I'll come to Toronto to see a play. How's that? All right, man. Yeah, I appreciate. I see. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a giant show. We're just going to do the 10 stories. We have no guests. We have no big, deep conversation. We're just going to maybe take a little bit more time during the conversations of these uh, top 10 um, news items because some of them are, are amazing. Some of them are amazingly idiotic. And uh, so we just want to focus on these stories for a little while. Plus, sure. uh, you know what, with the see if we never know what the bandwidth, how long the bandwidth is going to hold out. So we just want to make sure that we can get the important stuff in and then uh, we'll, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled stuff. I mean, when are you back in Toronto? Uh, get back on uh, a week Saturday. So yeah, so we'll be able to do it on a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, Sunday night. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back to that with guests and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, and and uh, but right now it's just the top ten stories, and I think that uh, we should probably kick this off so that we can finish quickly, so that uh, you can go off and shop for your kids, so that uh, they yes. they still love you, Asif, when you get yes. home. All right. So uh, without further ado, it's our top ten stories. Some big ones, some small ones, some amazing ones, some ridiculous ones, and Asif, it's your turn to begin. Not so fast. Before we get to those stories, we need to get paid. So here is a message from our sponsor. 
This episode is brought to you by Thinknear. Here's Kate Walling, Senior Marketing Manager at Thinknear, to remind us what they do. Thinknear is helping brands reach all of us on our mobile devices so that we don't have to think and so that we have this helpful experience, find the solution that we need and just basically make our life easier. Part of making a great product is building a great team. And to do that, you need to create a great work environment. So what is it like to work at Thinknear? It's a lot of fun. We're very, very scrappy. We're a team first and we're a business second. It's fun from a technology perspective because we're using the latest technologies and good practices uh, for building software. Our team lives and breathes location. We actually literally dream about it too. So that's a joke, is the joke and the obvious is we, we all have these crazy dreams at night about location. We play Halo together, we play basketball together, we play ping pong together, we do meals together. There's a basketball court in the parking lot that gets a lot of use, there's the ping pong table, and it's just a very social, collaborative group. We also, we're a team that care, we care a lot about each other, and I think whenever you're in a, an environment where you're, you're working hard and working at the edge of things, that always helps. For our engineers specifically, don't let anyone schedule meetings with them in the afternoons. And for anyone who's an engineer and has constant meetings all day, they can appreciate that our engineers has six hours every day with no meetings scheduled. And they love that. Think Near, where engineers can't wait until noon. And now, back to the show. And Asif, it's your turn to begin. All right. So our first story, you remember Banjo? Don't uh, remember. Don't remember them. B-A-N.J-O. We haven't uh, talked about these guys for a while. I have my Damien. shirt. I was going to wear my shirt. Oh. You know? Yeah. Damien. It's okay. Sorry, Damien. A- Wistie is there. Wistie is fine. Yes. We're good. Uh, but Carry yeah, on. Damien Patton's company, Banjo, um, we had them at, out at Retail Loco back in uh, in Chicago uh, um, last fall. And, uh, you know, they've kind of been in, in quiet mode, it looks like, for a little while because here they are back in the news. They've announced a massive round of funding, a hundred million dollar raise, hundred million dollars, people. Uh, that's a lot of money. Um, previous to that, they'd only raised something like sixteen million um, last, uh, I guess, last year uh, at about this time from Balderdon Capital, and uh, now they got a hundred million, a hundred million dollars, and they've kind of reinvented or refocused the platform a little bit. Um, so what they've done is. We, we, you know, you know, Banjo's always been about sort of giving you the, this ability to listen, um, you know, from a location point of view to events and 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 happenings around the world, based on the social uh, conversation. So they're basically geotag taking geotag tweets and uh, Snapchats and Instagrams and you know all that da- all that social data out there, and then you know dropping a lens over a particular area or location allowing you to sort of listen in if you will that that's kind of the banjo platform and so what they've done now is is they've taken this a step further in that they've created a grid system uh they've taken the, the world and broken it into uh 35 billion squares uh is is the number of squares in this grid um and then you know looking at at at, at all this social content this geotag social content um and and kind of mapping it down to you know this grid system and kind of being able to to have brands and have news organizations and others use this as a way to sort of listen in uh in a completely local uh location based framework so in some ways when i read this the first thing that came to mind for me was place iq because we know that's you know they they look at ads mobile ads uh based on a on a grid system that they've developed only in the US um, and they're doing that from an attribution point of view. And what you have here is a similar kind of framework, but instead of it being you're looking at, at the performance of a mobile ad, they're looking at you know what people are saying 
about a brand or about an event or about a something, um, but layered into into a location grid. So there you go. $100 million, people, to do that. Damien, man. Damien. $100 million. Just close your eyes and think about what that means. How much of your bedroom floor would that fill up? $100 million bills. Yeah. Yeah. Much more than yeah. I have in my bank account. Congratulations, guys. That's awesome. uh, it, yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. But if you want to go, just go to uh, ban.jo banjo banjo. Damien, a hundred million dollars. Yeah, we need. We, you know what? We'll get Damien back on the show. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, he can tell us what he's going to do with all that cash. Damien's a stand-up guy, man. Like I had him. I he's Toronto, an awesome. I had him in a- Toronto for for untethered talks way back in the day when I did those things. When I decided it would be a good idea to lose a lot of money on events, it's great, right? Maybe uh, we'll get him a retail logo this year. We should, but but he. Um, so, so picture I'm strapped for cash, right? Like we're, we're running this event and then we're like way over budget and everything like that. And and uh, he says, let's go and grab a steak. So we go out and grab a steak at this, the, like one of the posh places in, in, in Toronto. And I'm looking around like, Jesus, I, like I can't afford it. And he ordered, he ordered the, like, like the biggest steak I've ever had. It was like a $110 steak. And I'm like, I was about, I was having a so heart those, attack. Like ones where like, if you finish it, it's free kind of. I don't, I, I mean, I think that like, if it was Ponderosa, it would have been, but this place it's no, it's like, it, it was, it was an insane amount of steak and, and, uh, and he finished it and then he, he picked up the bill and I, I mean, it's just, he, anyway, he, he, I, I have all the time He's in the world for dude. David. Yeah. He's just He's a great dude. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Congratulations. That's uh, yeah. big news, big news and good news. Um, yeah. Very good news. Banjo, Damien Patton, so, hundred million. When he has that much money. Do you, do you eat pizza? Oh, no. Nope. I don't think it's so. All steak. It's I all think steak. It's not pizza. It's all steak, baby. And it's and pizza doesn't come into that. And, and absolutely not Pizza Hut pizza. Like, if you're going to have pizza, you're not eating Pizza Hut pizza. And that's our second story, uh, I think, is one of the stupidest things that I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything else to say about this other than it's dumb. So we should just move on to the third story. No, no, no. I'm just joking. Um, so Pizza Hut, we've known and we I've chastised them many times before. They are a pizza pizza chain uh, of mediocre pizza. The best pizza that Pizza Hut has, in my opinion, is their dessert pizza, which is not really pizza. It's like an apple crumble thing. But um, Pizza Hut is like fast food pizza. It's like the McDonald's for pizza, and and they're trying to use mobile as a as a and location innovatively in an innovative way. Remember, we talked about the fact that you can there's a button that you can actually have on your car. They're doing this test around ordering pizza from your car, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Now, the second most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard is this exact one right here, which is. Uh, they want you to track your pizza from the time that it actually leaves the uh, Pizza Hut that you ordered it when you called it in, all the way to get when, all the way to when it arrives at your door. It's exactly it. It's called Pizza Hut Nav, and they want to be the Uber of Pizza Hut delivery service. The only problem is, is that who gives a damn? So literally, this is what you do: you order the pizza, and uh, you have the app, and it sends you notifications, and you can actually track the pizza when it leaves the Pizza Hut. But you know, it, you can follow it on a map, and you can you find out information about the driver who's delivering it to you like who cares um they tell you where it is they tell you everything you need to know about where that pizza is for those 30 minutes that it takes between the time that it's finished cooking and the time that it arrives on your door this is available in 80 locations in the dallas area they're doing this is a beta test obviously um and they, they are it's available on mobile it's available on web and it's available on in their app and uh, you can you can check this you can check them out if you're in dallas you can check this out you can follow your pizza there um um, the, the alarming thing here is that this is based on, uh, I don't know who would ever want this. I mean, you, you know, maybe a nine-year-old boy, what, maybe, maybe this is interesting to them. 
But the idea that you're going to download an app or track a piece a pizza, you know that it's going to arrive in 30 minutes. It is a misplaced use of this technology and a proportion that I don't even know how much money they've spent in this. It's a ridiculous thing to be able to do. Uh, nobody cares where their pizza, what street their pizza's on. They care about arriving and we are all set and programmed to make it arrive. We know that it's going to arrive between 30 to 45 minutes. That's my challenge to see with this is that this is not practical whatsoever. Now, uh, this is not innovative whatsoever either. But so if you look at who, who did this, there was a company like Papa John's launched a uh, an ability to use Venmo to be able to uh, split uh, the cost of a pizza, which I think is much more innovative than tracking your pizza from the point where it's baked to the point where it arrives. Because you know what? I don't give a crap and I don't think anybody gives a crap about following their pizza. So I, yeah, I I, I'm it. with you, dude. Like it's, you know, I, I mean, we, I, I, you know, we were talking beforehand and I told you, you know, in my house, it's, it's Domino's, um, that, uh, that, that, that we order. And my son, who's nine years old, uh, you know, he, we do, loves you know, it. I always place the order online and he loves the little tracker thing that, you know, as soon as you hit go uh, and the order's confirmed, they, they pop up this little tracker and they show you what stage the pizza is at in terms of, you know, they're prepping, you know, the, the, putting the stuff on it or it's in the oven right now or it's, it's out of the oven and, and it's on its way to you. But beyond that, I'm with you, man. Like it's, it's 30 minutes. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it, pizza. You know, and, and even if you're sitting there watching up until the point where they, it's coming out of the oven, you know it's probably 15 minutes from then. Like, so what? Because well, right? they say that. Uh, like, they say, okay, it'll be there between 30 and 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I don't care what yeah. route you take. Yeah. So, but, but it, 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 you know, it's one of these things where just because the technology is available to do this stuff, it doesn't mean <laughs> that people point? want it or need it in this way. And But but it's one of these things where it's like it's a bit of a me too thing, right? So Domino's uh, in the, in, in, right here in Australia actually launched a GPS driver tracker thing as well, um, you know, for, based on their app. And they, they actually ran this commercial um, on TV about this thing uh, to promote this, this new feature where you can track the driver. And this woman um, in the TV commercial, she basically is, it looked, is looking at the thing, sees that the driver is, is 10 minutes away, and she's like, you know, goes, well, I guess I have time to jump in the shower quick. You know, <laughs> the and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, who does this stuff, right? But yeah, yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous. But like, if but, you think about what they could use some of this technology for, it's not about tracking the driver. Like, it just it can't be about tracking the driver. There's got to be like, you know what, you know, enable payments, enable something other than the fact that that people can track where the driver is and rate the driver. Because this is this this can't be rolled out. Nobody's going to use this. Who gives it? I just I can't even think about a time where I would care, right? I'm ordering pizza because I forgot to bring dinner. I'm I'm too lazy to do dinner. I got kids running around. I like. Yeah. Am I really try? You know what? Here, the plain truth, Pizza Hut, is you're not that important in my life. You are just not important to you me. You know the, the thing is though, and I think you hit on on the important piece here. It, this is about I'm busy, right? And ordering pizza is is something. You know, this, this, whether it's ordering pizza or ordering something else, yeah. it, you know, it's about saving me time. Uh, and that's the that's the real value here in in any of these things. McDonald's, I don't know if you saw earlier this week, also announced they're starting to test delivery in in New York, um, and they're using Postmates to yeah, do that. Of course, that makes sense right? to me, uh, and that makes sense to me, right? Because you know what, you know they're losing market share. They're like McDonald's is in big big trouble right now financially, right? Yeah. Like they're, they, you know, it's been in the news the last couple of weeks, and so you know delivery is something that you know starts to make sense, right? Because yeah. we're busy. 
you know, we got lots of other things going on, you know, and if we're going to eat that stuff anyways, well, then if you can bring it to me, that makes sense. But I don't need to track where it is on the way to me. Like, that's not important. Like this, this Domino's thing, they, they go on in the, uh, in, in Australia here, they go on and they say, yeah, you know, like, and they show this other piece where there's two guys, you know, that are in the, in the house that have ordered the pizza and then they're tracking the driver and they're making a bet with each other on which route the guy's going to take. Like, come on, people. That's hysterical. Right? Right? Like, that is hysterical. You know, I I mean, a a productive use of this would be just a notification. Hey, your pizza's out the door, right? So you kind of get a sense. But uh, honestly, we all know how long it takes. Pizza Pizza here in North America has has kind of conditioned us that it's going to take between 30 and 45 minutes, right, to, to get a pizza. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I'm sure that if any of these guys had asked their customers if this is of, of utmost importance or any importance to them, this would be very low, ranked very, very, very low, right? Like the number one thing, if I'm Pizza Hut, that I should be doing to increase business and increase customer satisfaction is make a good goddamn pizza, because they don't do that. I don't know if they're hopefully they're uh, you know not offending anybody except for them, but the the pizza shit. So when you take shit and you put it in a car. <laughs> And you expect me to track shit, it comes back shit. Make a good pizza. Boom! <coughs> Sorry. All right. Moving on. Pizza, you suck. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's let's move on before I keep going and and, and hurt hurt some more feelings. Yeah. So our third story, our, our good friends at Gimbal uh, have signed a, a partnership deal with a group called Tilster. That's T-I-L-L-S-T-E-R. Um, the Tilster is a uh, technology uh, service provider in the restaurant space. And so basically, uh, they're going to effectively be a reseller or systems integrator uh, for Gimbal, bringing their uh, their beacon technology, their Bluetooth um, uh, technology and, and analytics platform to the restaurant industry through through Tilster's customers. So you know this is interesting because obviously Gimbal's exploded uh, in the U.S. in particular. They're all over the place. Uh, you know, we see them in ballparks, we see them in, in, in retail stores and the restaurant industry, you know, I, I spoke at a, at a restaurant conference, uh, about a month ago and, uh, there's lots of interest in beacons, but nobody's really rolled them out and on sort of any scale yet. Unlike in the retail sector, you know, there, there's been pretty, pretty massive deployments, but the restaurant industry is, has been for the most part, a little bit behind that. And so I, I see this as, you know, a good partnership, a, a way to sort of accelerate the adoption that's going on rather than Gilbo going out, you know, or any of these guys going out and trying to knock on, on these doors by themselves. You know, it, it's always smart to partner up with folks who already have those relationships, who already have technology in there and now can just add this, this, this additional layer. So Tilster partners with Gimbal, good stuff like it yeah nothing nothing wrong with that um there are uh, i i mean i've i've interviewed a couple of uh times um mahana who does a lot of uh, um stuff uh, beacon yep. stuff inside of uh, restaurants as well that's their focused i think they're that's exactly what they focus on and it's a big enough niche to be able to uh to you share obviously but uh yep. they're get mahana.com all right uh, from that point, how about we go into a little bit of payments stuff? Um, our next story involves a company called SpotMe. Well, actually, it's not a company called SpotMe. The app is called SpotMe App. The company who actually put this together is uh, Boomerang Digital. Uh, they're in Palo Alto. Uh, heard of that place, Palo Alto? Yeah. Yeah. Just I basically a, lived there in the 90s. So. Yeah, exactly. Lived there in the 90s. It's true. And, you know, they, they spawned some good companies from there. And that's what these guys are. That's what they've done here, which is a which is an app to actually share uh, um, bills 
and pay friends. And it's an interesting way that they do it is that it's an it's an it's an iPhone app and it allows you to uh, tap with Android devices uh, to be able to basically uh, pay people. Uh, it's a money transfer by tapping an, you know, an Android smartphone. Um, and then you have to obviously be running the uh, SpotMe app. Once the money is transferred, they can pay for goods. They can pay for services at any NFC terminal. And it allows things like splitting bills and sharing expenses within groups. And it has this ability to track expenses. Um, so if I uh, lent Asif money and um, and he owed me money, it would actually show that he owes me money. Uh, and it would just kind of send a, a you know a reminder. I don't know how often. If it was Asif, it'd be like daily. It'd be like minute. Hey Asif. Hey Asif. Hey Asif. Yeah. Um, and it does, you know, it's basically automatic balance tracking within the group. It's pretty cool. Um, it's a good name. I like it. Spot, like spot. I like it. Yeah. So it makes sense, right? You basically install the app and you sign up for an account using Facebook and you add friends to the groups and then it all does the address and emailing stuff through through that. Uh, or you can type in your you know email addresses manually. And as these new bills are added to the group, an automatic email goes out as a reminder, as I've said before. Now this is this is it's just a unique thing. So you can see balances, you can split bills, you can settle balances, you can add pictures and groups, and you can do all these things like in a social atmosphere. So it's Spot Me app for iOS. I like it. It's a, it's a big space right now. I mean, there's uh, everybody's trying to get into this sort of uh, peer-to-peer money transfer. You know, Facebook has some initiatives going on there as well. Spot Me app. Spot Me app. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, our next story over to the UK uh, and the Battersea Dogs and Cats Home has uh, created a very interesting campaign. Well, their agency has created a very interesting campaign for them. This is Ogilvy One. Uh, these guys do fantastic stuff. Um, and so uh, what they did in East London's Westfield Stratford Mall is they used a series of digital uh, screens, digital billboards in the mall uh, to try and draw attention to the issue of uh, pet adoption, uh, dogs uh, in particular. And so there's a dog, uh, the dog's name is Barley, um, and basically he appears on a screen and um, there are people as you walk into the mall are handing out brochures, leaflets, and inside of these leaflets they've embedded a RFID chip. Um, and so as you're walking around the mall, uh, basically it, it's, you know, you, you, you maybe you're, you, you flip through this, this, this leaflet or brochure quickly and it's all about, hey, you know, uh, there's, you know, these dogs and cats that need, need to find a home, you know, give that some consideration. But what you don't know is there's this RFID chip hidden inside the leaflet and, you know, if you've held onto it, you didn't throw it out, you're walking around the mall and, um, you know, on the digital screen, there appears Barley, the dog, uh, begging for, for a home. Uh, and then, you know, you, you continue along your path and you're walking along and then there's another digital, digital screen and because the RFID chip in the, in the, in the brochure that you're carrying uh, syncs up with the screen, Barley appears at the next screen. So he's like following you along, you know, uh, as you're, as you're tra traversing the mall and, uh, you know, it, it's trying to get you to, you know, he, he, he's tracking you down. He wants you to take him home. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I love it. I mean, the emotional side uh, of, you know, how they tie these things together and, 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 and make this work is amazing. And by the way, this is the same agency uh, that created the, uh, the British Airways billboard that we covered uh, a little ways back where, you know, you were, uh, there was a little boy on a screen and then as, as planes were flying over, um, they had synced up the, the, the flight data and basically the kid was like pointing up just as a plane was, was passing by. So these guys are fantastic. You know, Ogilvy One does this, this great work. 
uh, w with these clients and coming up with this, these innovative ways to uh, to do this. So I uh, love this campaign. It's called Looking For You for the Battersea Dog and Cat's Home. Uh, fantastic stuff. I love that. Tugs at the old heartstring, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. You see a dog like that walking along. Hey, I'm for you. I'm over here. Just get me, please. Yeah, don't leave me here. Don't leave me. Take how, how can you do that? Well, you know, I, I, I've had many dogs and many cats in my life, and that's exactly how, you know, each dog that we've found is that, um, you know, we go into the into a pound and there's a bunch of cats and, like, literally a cat that would crawl up and lay on my lap is the one that you pick up and walk out. You can never say no. You just just don't do that. And then we found this Basset Hound. We had a dog. His name was George. It was a Basset Hound, a beautiful dog. And um, and I remember we Sandra and I, my wife, we went in and... Uh, and we saw her, and she's beautiful, like a tiny little dog, tripping over ears, and she came right up to the glass and put her nose up against the glass. And then um, we went in, and we played with her for a little while, and then we left. And then I called my mom, and I'm like, I said, Mom, you, you got to talk me out of buying a dog. Please, you just I'm, we're about to go back in there and get this dog. And she said, no, I'm, I refuse to do that. Damn her. And then we turned around and literally walked back in there and, and bought this beautiful basset hound that was just an amazing dog. And, um, you know, so, yeah, heartstrings. Wow. Awesome. Yes. Good stuff. I'm All right, opening, so I'm opening up the emotional vault today, Asif. So what, while, while it's getting it's getting colder over here in Australia where I am, it's only uh, about 12 degrees today. Uh, it's getting hot in Toronto. And on a hot day uh, in Ottawa or Toronto, what do you want? Uh, you know, How do you cool off, Rob? With a little ice cream? A little ice cream, yes. It's 33 degrees Celsius here. That puts it about 96 Fahrenheit in Ottawa today, which is amazing. So all those com the complaining that we do all winter long, well, we have this great yeah. summer, and it's good and warm in the summer. Yeah, and Asif had to flee because he's a, he's a wuss. He can't handle the heat. <laughs> yes, we're talking about walls. And this is, I did not know uh, the tentacles, the reach of Unilever, because this is a Unilever-owned ice cream brand called yeah. Walls. I had no idea that they own this, right? They have they have uh, summer treats including Cornetto, Twister, Solero, and Calipo. Uh, now this is you know so what? It's ice cream. And how, what does that get to do with location? And you know every time we hear this, you know in the all summer we hear this. You know my kids run outside and it's the ice cream truck. Oh. We're used to that, right? The guy with the bells and running yeah, down the street on the bikes. But how about in your office space? Dollars for, uh, you know, a popsicle? Yeah. Dickie D's, right? They yeah. used to be called Dickie D's and now they're, and they were a dollar and then they're Richard D's and they're five bucks, right? Yeah. Um, but how about in the office space? Now that's a unique thing. Now everybody knows about food trucks parked outside of your office space and, you know, uh, companies that provide lunch. And, uh, but how about ice cream? So what Walls did is they created a tiny little custom-built ice cream delivery truck that literally fits one guy, and he's got like the ice cream parlor hat and the and the outfit, driving through the halls of your office space with just enough room for him and your ice cream. Literally, like he's this big. The video is playing right now. Tiny, tiny, tiny treats that he brings into the or tiny truck that he brings the treats into the office. He's basically just driving down the aisle, stopping, giving people some ice cream. Driving down the aisle, stopping, giving some people some ice cream. This is a pretty unique thing to do, um, and it's uh, I, I I don't know how they choose what office space to do it but it drives basically everybody like through their cubicles and then you line up just like you would an ice cream truck on the street and this guy reaches and it's just it's so funny he's so small and uh, he just reaches in and gives you the ice cream and this is a unique thing to do if you can't get to the ice cream folks bring the ice cream to your people and that's what walls the unilever company has done i like it where is it i need one now i like it too 
I, I gotta just um, get the truck. I like the little truck. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like it's. Um, what what else is there to say about that? I mean, other than you know, it you know, product sampling is all about in today's world. You know, going to where the people are and bringing it to them. And um, you Here know, it is. ice cream in the office. I like it. I I would. Uh, this is something that I would absolutely do. Like uh, you know, if they had these things, like think about think about the potential of this, right? Not just ice cream trucks, but like say there was a sushi cart that drove through the halls and you had like all of these like competing trucks in the halls of your office space, you know, dropping off food and stuff. I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. It's better than vending machines, like drivable vending machines. That's what these are. I like, I like this idea a lot all of a sudden. There's a business here for somebody with a lot of liability challenges, but you know what? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, all right. I, I like this tiny truck. Tiny truck. Walls. All right. Number seven, over to Brazil, Sao Paulo, uh, and a, uh, and a very interesting uh, campaign going on here. This is for the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, but it's the uh, Beneficencia, Beneficencia uh, Portuguese Hospital. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Um, and they've created a campaign or their agency, um, uh, which is called DM9DDB. Uh, so it's a, it's a division of DDB, uh, has created a thing called Icemen. And so this this particular hospital is is world renowned for uh, organ transplants. Uh, so they they specialize in doing, you know, heart transplants, liver, kidney, uh, corneas. I mean, you name it. I mean, these this is the place. If you're down in Brazil and you need an organ transplant, this is the place you want to go to, or, or so I'm told. And so to bring uh, you know awareness to the uh, the need for people to uh, to leave their organs, uh, you know, and, and we have in Ontario, you know, organ donor uh, cards and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I, I signed mine. Did you sign yours, Rob? Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so this is a big thing. I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, you can't take it with you. Um, so, you know, you might as well have somebody benefit from your organs. And to bring awareness to this issue in Brazil, uh, these guys have created this campaign called Iceman. So what this is is a series of human ice sculptures that are, have been placed around um, downtown Sao Paulo um, and because it's it's ice it's kind of translucent transparent whatever you want to call it and so you can see uh, sort of the organs uh, inside of these these uh, sculptures of people that are made out of ice and then because it's outdoors and it's in Brazil and it's warm what happens is, is the ice starts to melt away and then you're left with only the organs um, brilliant right just so cool, so cool. Um, so I, I love this. This is uh, this is a great way to draw the attention uh, to this to to a, an important issue of uh, making sure that uh, you know you're you're leaving your organs behind, uh, just as the ice melts away and leaves the organs behind uh, for uh, you know for someone someone can benefit from having the wonderful wonderful eyes of, of Rob Woodbridge or these ones. Yeah, these ones. Yeah, behind the glasses. Yeah. The things that Rob has seen, someone else exactly. will be able to see. <laughs> we will not be able to unsee those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. If I I marvel at at ingenuity. I marvel yeah. at people that come up with these kinds of ideas. I, I I just I would love to be in in the boardroom or in the room when somebody has that moment. They're like, oh, "This is the greatest idea ever!" Right? 
Yeah. Because, because you know, there's a couple of these stories in here where we're like, we look at these things and think, how is it possible that whoever came up with that idea is a creative freaking genius, right? To That's get their the thing, point across. These creative agencies, they're packed full of these people. Oh. Just, you know, just these brilliant minds that just come up with stuff. And then the thing is, is that, you know, the problem with, with a lot of this stuff is, is these people are out there that sitting in these agencies. And, you know, the part of the role that, that we play, you know, at the LBMA is, is, you know, we work with a lot of these agencies and what they don't know is just how to make it come to life necessarily. They don't yeah. have the technology expertise. They don't know, you know, what, what's out there on the horizon. And if they did, right, like just think how much more, you know, the, the creative juices could, could flow, right? Um, and so we, we're trying to fill that gap a little bit of, you know, keeping them informed of, of advances in, in location and technology so that we can get, you know, even crazier uh, on the ideation side to come up with some of this stuff. But yeah, I mean, these, these things, these people are brilliant. That's but all they I don't, say. they don't stop. And, and, and your next story after the one I'm going to talk about, which isn't so innovative, but I mean, your next story, like they don't, they don't stop and think about what limitations the technology will put no. on the idea. They think of the idea and then think, okay, what, you know, then they go looking for the technology that will implement. And, and I always think that if you start with the technology, you're bound to fail or be confined and not yep. be, uh, you know, innovative like the way that they are. This story that you just talked about, as well as the next story that you're going to talk about, because I think who thinks of these ideas, man, who thinks of these ideas, just smart, smart, smart people. So kudos to those smart people. If you're smart and you're people, we want to hear about it. How's that? There you go. If you're smart and you're a robot, uh-uh. If you're smart and you're a person, we want to hear about it. And that's what we would try to bring. I, I love that story. Man, I love that story. And the dogs. Come on. You get dogs. And then you get smart people talking about... Like, anyway. I get... Can I Can I go with my story now? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't, it, it can't live up to that, though. It just can't. No, but, you know, taking a bus is important, Ralph. Well, know, when was the last time you... I heard yeah. public transit. But when was the last time that, that basically a, a bus uh, scheduling app wins like the best consumer transit rider app category at AppQuest 3.0? It won like it won the top prize. Um, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, it's not it's not so innovative. This is called uh, Departures NYC. Uh, there are some pretty innovative things that they do. Now, this is funny because it's called Departures NYC. It's about the New York City bus uh, system, but it's built by a Swiss uh, Swiss company called uh, Tactile, uh, I think is the name of the company. Um, and uh, you can go to departuresapp.com and you get some more information about these guys. But they basically, they say they turn your smartphone into a transit radar detector and you, you download the application and you hold it up, literally. And we've talked about this many times before about augmented reality and that's exactly what this does. But the augmented reality that it post, puts up is if you're pointing down a street and it would say what buses are uh, on that street. And then not only that, where they are from that, how far away they are from that bus stop. And I think that that's the really cool thing is that it's bringing all that open data information. Just tell you Pizza Hut is on the bus? Exactly, it would tell you Pizza Hut is on the bus. <laughs> it's like, your pizza, your delivery guy is on that yeah. bus, right? Yes. Yes. I've been right waiting here. for that. I think, I think that that's, yeah, exactly, that's what's missing. If I can't, you know what the problem with this app is I can't order a freaking pizza from Pizza Hut. Take it away.
Yeah. Yeah. Now, now this is a this is a for pay app, as it costs ninety nine cents to use it. But if you are absolutely of you know if you need to know how far away your bus is, I think that this is a a pretty cool app to have. Now, the challenge also, I mean, it comes with a map and it shows you this you know uh, stops all around the city, you know whatever it might be. But I think that there are some things that that are pretty amazing. And the idea that it tells you how far away the bus is and this data is available. And you know if you have an open data uh, policy in your city, it's it's uh, it's available now. What I would love to see is density. Now, here is that number that 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 word that we talked about last week uh, around density. Density.io is that company. Maybe this is yep. an opportunity. Is that I would love to know how packed that freaking bus is, right? So, do I wait? Do I walk? Do I take another bus? Because and that would be a simple thing of basically putting a you know a density.io tracker in the door to see how many people are in and out and understand capacity. But density for me is is of great things. I don't want to be stuck against the glass. I want to have a nice comfortable ride. And and maybe that's one of the things for me that's missing on here. How many people are on the bus? It doesn't you know it doesn't tell me. Tells me how far away they are. Tells me how long that should take. It doesn't actually tell you how long it could take. That's another thing that maybe it would do. So density on the bus, density in traffic to actually give me a projected uh, idea of when it's actually going to arrive because based on real time traffic. But come on, like uh, you know, augmented reality, it might be there. Uh, we've talked about this. We've we've highlighted apps like this before, but they're getting smarter and smarter and smarter. I think. Yes, yeah, and, and in particular, you know, I, I like this one in, in this category in particular. Transit data is is, is something that you know is it, it's something you actually need, right? Yeah. It, it's not like hey, you know, every day, your pizza guy. It's, every day, I take the bus. I need to know how far that bus is away right now. Do I have time to run into the, the store across the street, and, you know, and grab a chocolate bar or, or whatever it have is? A shower. You know, have a shower uh, or not. I mean, that like this is this is important information. And it reminds me, I, I sat down um, in Toronto uh, just before I left. I had coffee with a guy uh, from a company called Transit Screen. And this is a, uh, we a covered new these guys, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so really, really interesting company. They're, they're focused only on transit uh, data on, on, on schedules like this. But instead of augmented reality, they're actually building a screen network, uh, kind of like the elevator news network, if you will, but specifically around transit data, right? And so they're, they're, they're putting these screens up all over the place um, because this is information that people actually need, right? This is, you know, and, and so whether the screen is a physical screen or the screen is an augmented reality projection, um, it, it, it is not the point. The point is, is that it, this is the date, this is data that's actually has real value to, to the public. Um, and you know that they can make decisions based on. So I like this. I like transit screen. You know, I think this stuff is, uh, you know, it, it's it's starting to find its way into uh, in, into our, our our daily lives and makes sense. I this is this is a fascinating thing. I mean, I, again, it's it's not it's not a it's not something that we haven't seen before. But I think maybe now the processing power on the devices, the cellular coverage, the network coverage, the Wi-Fi coverage in a city, uh, and also the general uh, insane adoption that has happened as a result of of mobile's proliferation uh, obviously this is the time is right for these these kinds of things and uh but I, I there's some gaps and there are opportunities to improve on these things and and i would like to see those done and you know maybe i'm not as sold like we talked about screens last week i'm not as sold on screens as much as i am about the one that everybody's looking at which is obviously the one that we carry in our pocket so that's the first screen above all beyond all Google has now admitted that there are more searches on mobile. This is, you know, your mobile device is your first screen. So forget every other screen, dudes. Focus on the one that everybody's looking at. All right. Cool. All right. This All right. story, man. Uh, this story. 
come the, on. The, yeah, this is the story Rob's uh, Rob's been going on about. It's yes. it's pretty cool um, in Peru. Uh, so this is in uh, a place called Playa Agua Dulce uh, in Peru, um, and they've created a thing called Shadow Wi-Fi uh, for uh, an organization called the Peruvian League Against Cancer. So this is, uh, you know, we've covered a lot of things down in Latin America, uh, you know, the Nivea um, uh, bracelet to, with a beacon uh, on, on the beach so you can track your kids as they're running, running away on the beach. Um, you know, and here, and here we have now uh, something called shadow Wi-Fi. So what is this? Well, you know, again, it's all about drawing attention to an issue, whether it's, hey, this dog needs to find a home or, you know, the... Um, you know, we we need to encourage people to donate their organs, or in this case, you know, to be more more uh, aware of uh, you know the what the sun can do to your skin in, in terms of cancer uh, causing and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, what they want you to do is to think about you know getting out of the sun and going into the sh the shade, right? Um, and in order to do that, uh, in order to sort of give you that little bit of incentive while you're out, out outside, you know free Wi-Fi, right, is, is, is always an incentive, right? We, you know, we pay ridiculous amounts, especially in Canada, for, uh, for data. And, um, you know, I'm always looking, especially when I'm traveling like I am right now, for, for Wi-Fi. And so uh, if I, you know, if I can go somewhere where, where I can get that for free, I, I do. Um, and if I can do that uh, in the shade, then, um, and that's the only place it's available because in the sun it's not, well then, hey, that, that's kind of interesting. And if while I'm there, I'm, I'm learning about, you know, uh, what the sun can, uh, can do uh, in, ter in terms of how it causes cancer, you know, all right, I'll, I'll take that as, as the price I pay for, uh, for free Wi-Fi. So this is interesting. This is a sy the system was created uh, by a group called Happiness Brussels. Um, and uh, there's a series of these things that they're planning on launching in San Francisco and New Zealand and other beaches around the world. So these are all on beaches. Um, and so basically you have this giant, um, I don't know, like wall uh, that they've set up basically. I don't know if Rob's showing video or, or, or pictures in the background here for this one. But they've got this giant wall. It's got a directional uh, uh, Wi-Fi antenna. So they, they can direct, you know, uh, on this side of the wall uh, in the shade. There's Wi-Fi on the other side. You know, you, the Wi-Fi signal is blocked, essentially. Uh, you can have up to 250 users connect to the network at once. Um, and then what, what happens is it actually tracks the position of the sun. And so the, the antenna moves based on, 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 on where the sun is, creating this, this shadow, if you will, um, you know, behind the wall. And in the shadow is where, is where the Wi-Fi is positioned. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Love it. Reminding me a little bit of, you remember um, way, way back, probably four years ago when we started doing this five years ago uh, in Korea, we had the, uh, the, you know, the, the shadow QR code. Yes. For, for e-mart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously uh, somebody's picked up on, on, on that idea of, uh, you know, of creating a shadow, but I love this idea of actually delivering, you know, a, a service um, and, and then drawing attention to the, you know, the, the, the issues of skin cancer. It's, it's crazy. Like who thinks of this stuff? Who thinks of this stuff? <laughs> well, apparently the people at Happiness Brussels and uh, and their their agency. So yeah, you know, so it takes it takes a great idea like this. It takes an interesting like uh, uh, somebody who thinks like this. And we talked about this Hanson. last week. Jeffrey Hansen. Jeffrey uh, Hansen, chief creative officer of Happiness Brussels. Jeffrey Hansen, I, I tip my hat to you because there's two things that happen here: is that you have to come up with an idea like this, like you, you know, hey, listen, we are we are what what are they called? Um, these guys they have Happiness Brussels. Uh, yeah, oh, the, Peruvian the, the, League the, Against Cancer. 
Plaque, P-L-A-C. So first of all, you have to have the greatest name ever, the Peruvian yes. League Against Cancer. Uh, and we have to come up with our own league name. Yeah. Um, but so they have a mandate really to create awareness about skin cancer, right? It is it is it is brutal. Uh, Danny Federici of the E Street Band, Bruce Springsteen's right hand man, dies of uh, of uh, of spring uh, of uh, skin cancer. So like you know you have to you have to do the you have to understand that it's a, it's it's terrible. You got to stay out of the sun, uh, and then to come to 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 a, an organization and say, listen, how do we how do we get this message out? The, how do you think of this like a you know a sixty foot high wall by sixty foot wide wall that only has you know, uh, Wi-Fi pointed in one direction when you're in the shade. I, 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 that kind of thinking, man, it just blows my mind. I like kudos. And then, so you have to yeah. come up with the idea and then you have to convince somebody that, to build a 60 foot wall that blocks the sun. Like, so it's not, not only do you have to come up with the idea, then you have to sell this idea. And, and I, I love this. And, and I don't see a lot of this in North America. I don't want to call out North America here, but it just seems like Everybody else around the world is doing something pretty imaginative. And then North America is just kind of putting Wi-Fi into old telephone uh, booths. Yeah. Which was cool four years ago. Not so much anymore. Anyway, I love that. Sorry, I just, I, the good stories, the good stories this week. We should stop now. We should. But then there's this urban clap. Urban clap. It is not, it, it, it's not a disease. I, on that name, I was like. Urban clap, like yes. like the disease, right? Like yeah. it was what I was the clap, right? the clap. Yeah, it's not the clap; it's urban clap. It's the urban clap. Oh. It, it only happens in 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 places, dense you know, places, with identity, density, yeah. density. Again, there's that word. Yeah, God, there's that word. But exactly, it, it's like this is called urban clap, and I'm not joking. It's called urbanclap.com. It's an Indian company. And it, you know, this reminds me very much of of Angie's Angie's list. It also reminds me of uh, a couple of other services that are that are similar in nature. Basically, what it does is you log onto the site, you log onto the app, and you decide what you need in terms of services, local local services, highly local services. So maybe you need some a wedding photographer, maybe you need a um, I, I I don't know a lawn maintenance, maybe you need an accountant, maybe you need something. It asks you a bunch of questions that you fill in, and then it and then it displays based on your questions like like this is like uh, elance same thing right it gives you the people that are highly rated in who are experts in that area so just yesterday for example just on friday we're re renovating my sister's uh, new house and uh, we needed an electrician desperately this is one of those services like angie's list or whatever that you just you hope that you can be you're able to find and what this does is it it takes your requirements, displays people that have high ratings because everybody gets to be rated everywhere on the planet right now. If you you don't have a rating, you're a nobody. It's not your credit score anymore. It's your five-star rating. And it tells you what the price is. And then basically you look at their profiles, you engage with them and you hire them. That is what Urban Clap does. That is it. That is 100% what it does. It's the same thing that Angie's List does. It's the same thing that, uh, you know, Elance does or any of the recruiting or the, any of those uh, temporary places that, that offer, you know, um, contract employment. Uh, and I, I'm not sure why this is so unique in India because we see this across. But maybe this is the, the one thing in India where basically um, it, is, uh, it, is, it is working. They raised uh, $1.6 million um, in, in a seed round last week. And uh, they are in uh, 10 new cities, including Bangalore, Mumbai, Hyderabad, um, and um, or sorry, they're in ten, they're expanding to 10 more cities, including these guys in, in the coming year. So uh, I, I, this is a company that's been open uh, since 2014. And I, this is I see if we see these guys all the time. Right. Um, what was the company that we were talking about just before that, that is similar to this? What's that? 
TaskRabbit? TaskRabbit, yeah. You know, so I think that these services are starting to emerge, but I, I'm not sure why this company is is uh, such a big deal, other than it's in India and it's a big market. But uh, and the name Urban Clap, Ugh. tough name, tough name. Yeah, yeah, brutal. So you can download okay. the app. You know, it's funny. It's it's. Uh, I think it's only an Android app, right? Because it's it's based out of India, and uh, they said it's only Android and and the web. Interesting. I can't even try it out. You cannot try it out, as far as I can see here. Uh, you cannot try it out. Let me see if it says where where can I download this. Um, now available on on your Android device. Yeah, no iOS. No iOS. It's India's largest services marketplace. Urban right. Club. There you go. So this time next week, Rob. Yes. Will you will you be featuring Apple Watch? I will, man. That's awesome. Uh, I I uh, well maybe I we'll see because uh, for the first like just tonight, it was one of those moments that I've been waiting for. Like a lot of other people, it says preparing for shipment. It went from order processing to preparing for shipment. Um, so I don't know what that means. It means that it's somewhere. It means that they're going to be sending it to me. I can't wait. Let's see awesome. about you. I think I'm going to be at least a week behind you because I, uh, I, you know, I was a bit slow on the, uh, you know, placing the order that on, on that first day. So you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, what what the, how they did the ordering, but uh, what I've what I gather is that it was the bands that were giving people like the watches were fine. Oh yeah, they had the faces, but uh, um, I think everybody ordered the same one I did, which was a space gray aluminum casing with black sport band. It was yeah. the, it was the least expensive one of them all. So I think that yeah, they, they were just overwhelmed. Yeah. But um, so I, I've, I've seen people that, that had that, that just canceled that order and ordered something of a little bit pricier and got it, you know, uh, right away within days. Huh. So, and, and some of the guys that have been, uh, were, were supposed to get theirs in June, uh, received them on, on, you know, day one, April 24th. Huh. So I don't know how it's worked, but I think it has a lot to do with the bands that people chose. And uh, and now everybody's they're talking about June July delivery, and and mine is right on right on 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 par. I mean when when it was uh, when I put my request in, which is what it seems like it is, I had delivery date of the thirteenth to the twenty sixth of May, and that's next week. So it'll it'll arrive at some point. They're not lying to me. I'm just always hoping that maybe it will get there a little bit a little bit sooner. That's all. Just show there you me. go. Yeah. No clout. No pull. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, I realized those were the 10 stories, man. I just did the 10, I did the rap. I just did the 10th story. That was it. Awesome. That was it. I wish we had finished on the Peruvian league against cancer. We should have just stopped there. <laughs> we should have just stopped there. Well, we should have. Yeah. Uh, we we okay. should have cut that down. But, um, those are the top 10 stories of the week. If yours isn't in there, wasn't in there, if we didn't talk about it, if we didn't roast you, uh, then what the heck? Why aren't you telling us about it? Talk to us. Reach out. Rob at untether.tv or Seif at thelbmade.com. That's a private way to reach us. If you want to talk to us publicly, at Asif Arkan and at Rob Woodbridge on the Twitter sphere, you can find us anywhere. You can text us. I won't give you my phone number, but for those of you who are ingenious, you will be able to find it pretty pretty quickly and pretty easily. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Asif's on LinkedIn. We're both on Facebook. We're everywhere. You should be as well. So if you want to reach out to us, just do it. Any way, any means you, yeah. you, you uh, see fit. If you want to write us a letter, I'll take it as well. Come on. A letter. A letter. If you want to like talk it. to old us. Old school. Let's go old school. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you my P.O. box. 
If you want to talk to us, you can reach out at uh, untether.tv forward slash talk. Just leave us a voicemail. We use SpeakPipe. It's a great service, and uh, and you can just leave your voicemail. You make can a donation. Make a donation. Jeez, yeah, we should do that too. Uh, you know, Patreon. Patreon. Be, be a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash untether. You can just, e- you know, uh, you can uh, use uh, PayPal me at uh, uh, rw at robwoodbridge.com. You can do a whole bunch of things if you want to. And now we're just stalling for time because we got no guest or no big story. But, um, you know, there's so, so many ways that you can support this podcast. And, uh, hey, if you're Damian Patton, who now has his pockets lined with $100 million, you could also sponsor the show just out of curiosity. You could do yep. those things. I don't know. I don't know. My favorite story there, Asif. The Peruvian League Against Cancer and the Iceman Campaign and the Looking for You. You got all three of those. My favorite story to roast this week, Pizza Hut, uh, yeah. Pizza Hut Nav, and telling you when your pizza is going to arrive. The most ridiculous I like the ice cream. The ice cream was good. Ice cream. But it just, like, when you're talking about, like, an, like the upper echelon of stories, man, and, and uh, of, of just imagination. Definitely ranking. There is. And, and it's those guys. It's the Shadow Wi-Fi. It's the Iceman Campaign, Looking for You. God, those were good. Hope you agree with us. What do you think? Let us know. Asif, um, what else is there left to say? That's all, that's all I got. I got to go shopping now. Got to go shopping. Got to yeah. go shopping. All right. Well, then I will let you go. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously you are from there. You've got two more stops before you get back to uh, to Canada. So, again, safe safe flying, safe travel. Uh, enjoy the uh, two, three events. Three, two yes, events. Three, three, three events. Wow this week um and uh and make sure that you take a lot of photos and we'll we'll get a full recap of all the events next week when we connect for episode 234 sound good we'll do thanks man all right asif always a pleasure we'll see you guys next week shakalaka (laughs) 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 I was just about to start. All right. All right, here we go.